There it is. That is the sound to bell number nine, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz here, of course, with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing great. Uh, venues are starting to open up and uh, fights are starting to get made. I know. You're talking about venues starting to open up. We have our first, right, official <laughs> tickets to our first local fight, man. Oh, well, that's exciting. Yep. You know. I can't wait. We're going to be at the, what do they call it there the, in Carson? The Dignity Sports. Dignity Sports Center. It used to be, yeah. wasn't that the StubHub Center? It used to be StubHub Center. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, location for some great fights. We're going to be watching uh, Chris, Ari- the Nightmare, Ariola, uh-huh. right, against Andy Ruiz. So that's going to be, um, that's got me, I, I can't wait. May 1st, I think that is, right? No, yeah, that's going to be great. You know, it'll be, it'll be great to be out there. You know, it's a outside venue, uh, you know, but to be there with all the fans. Yeah, I know. And I'm going to say this, right, to all of our thousands of listeners mm-hmm. that listen to this podcast, right? We're going to be there, full effect, right? We'll have all of our Pacific Coast boxing gear. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to be loaded with Pacific Coast boxing merchandise that we're going to be giving away, right? Here's the thing, all right? The first fan that comes up to us, right, Uh and knows who your favorite fighter and my favorite fighter is, okay? Now, maybe they don't know. So if you had to say, Rick, who's your favorite fighter? Uh, Probably Felix Trinidad. Felix Trinidad, fair enough. I'm going to say mine is Alexis Arguello, Okay. okay? So the first person that comes up and recognizes that gets, like, the state of the art class hoodie Pacific Coast boxing. Oh wow. I'm gonna have Good it price. even in the uh even in the uh, Mexican flag colors. Oh wow. So we'll That'd see. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Whoever hits us up with that and we'll even put it on Instagram uh-huh. where we're gonna be. We'll even put our section, right? Yeah. So we'll see who finds us. But I can't wait for that, man. No, I'm I I can't wait, man. Yeah, you talk about it's, like getting our fix, you know? It's it's been a year in the making. I know. Yeah. I know, I know. And especially since we started this podcast, you know, six months ago. Um, this is fight number three, Rick. Mm-hmm. We go in 15-round increments because we're old school. Yeah. Just like the Rocky fights, they were all 15 rounds. Um, the one fight where I thought that Mick maybe had the bad strategy, but he worked out, is where he had Rocky. I think he had him fight right-handed up uh-huh. until the 15th round, yeah. right? Never understood why he waited until round 15. <laughs> I thought that was a little late. And then also uh-huh. I think he kept having him go to the body, if you remember, right? Yeah. And then it wasn't. it was now when he had him switch in round 15. Uh-huh. Risky strategy, Rick. Yeah, I know. He definitely waited way too long. Um, I would have had him switch uh, earlier than that. And, uh, you know, but he was protecting that bad eye, which is kind of weird because yeah, that's he's right. protecting that bad eye. But yeah. how many fights did Rocky have after that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. That's exactly right. It just it just kept going. Be that as it may, Rick, we're yeah. in round number nine and keeping to our theme of kind of calling out what some of the great round nines were. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to, because he's in the news and I know we're going to talk about him later, Oscar De La Hoya oh, wow. getting knocked out by Bernard the Executioner Hopkins, who's now his business partner um, with uh, Golden Boy and DeZone, which I know we're going to get into a lot of that. But he ended that fight in round number nine, Rick. Yeah, Remember but, that one? Yeah, uh, brutal body shot. And, yeah. uh, you know, De La Hoya, you know, I think he rolled around for a little bit and just couldn't get up. Yeah, and the thing is, right, people forget, like, De La Hoya, you know, at the time, right, mm-hmm. Hopkins was all but unbeatable. And De La, Hoya, De La Hoya was actually putting up a pretty decent fight. Yeah. Right? At 160 pounds. Mm-hmm. Forget about his fight at 147. He, sh- he should have never fought uh, Manny Pacquiao at 147. He was way yeah. too light, right? Just yeah. completely drained himself. But that was a good fight. That was a competitive fight. But that ended it. That was in round number nine. Yeah. Devastating, man. So here's what's coming up, Rick. Um, we had some fights over the weekend that we're going to talk about. You had Dillian White and Pavotkin too. Right, yeah, that turned out pretty much exactly the way the promoters wanted that to end. Yeah, right. So Dillian White is now in line, but we'll t- we'll talk about mm-hmm. it a little bit. We had the Aman- Amanda Serrano fight on Thursdays. Um, that series, by the way, is picking up steam. What is this yeah. called? Is, is a Ring City? Yeah, Ring City USA. Yeah, Ring City USA. It's getting really good ratings. I love it. I'm telling you, those of you mm-hmm. out there that are old school like myself, you're going to remember the Tuesday night fights with Sean O'Grady tonight, yeah. right? That's what it reminds me of, man. Very Because they've had three weeks now, Rick, of very competitive. Uh-huh. And let me just say this. If the fights are not competitive, they're entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and I think, you know, you at least get some fighters that – You've heard of usually yeah. in the main event, you know. Every, Amanda Serrano is one of the top, you know, three women's boxers in easily in boxing right now, yeah. and um, you know 
she she had a great fight that night. Yeah, evidently she was fighting the number nine pound for pound woman. <laughs> yeah. Which that's unfortunately right. That just speaks to women's boxing and mm-hmm. where it's at. But yeah, man, that that whole series that was a good fight. The week before you had the Albert Machado fight, yeah, um, where there was the upset, and then the week before it was the uh, the Adams against that Russian kid. Mm-hmm. And Adams and I saw. So, I mean, it's been like Pulled one, yeah, one competitive fight after another, mm-hmm. and that's all we really want, right, in the world of boxing. Um, you know, put fights that are competitive, that are fun to watch, and people are, people are gonna are gonna come out. So we got um, so we had that take place over the weekend. We got some fights coming up this weekend, right? A mm-hmm. few a few pretty interesting ones. You got the uh, the Herring and Carl Frampton fight oh, yeah. coming up, so we'll talk about that. Um, Oscar De La Hoya, like I said, talking about him getting knocked out in the ninth round. Uh-huh. Um, we talked about it last week, but you've got more information now. I know we talked about him fighting on July 3rd, uh-huh. but we're getting a lot more details on on everything that, that's taking place there. Yeah. Triller, et cetera, the DAZN. So that that's pretty good. Um, Ryan Garcia may have an opponent. Yeah. Lomachenko may have an opponent. Teofimo Lopez back in the news. They're kind of drawing their line in the sand. They're even comparing themselves to Muhammad Ali, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, they're saying we're taking a stand just like Ali did. Yeah. So um, you got Devin Haney mm-hmm. um, and um, El Nino de Oro, guy we spent several uh, minutes with talking. Uh-huh. Actually, we spent quite a while. Quite with, a while, yeah. With, with Linares. Yeah. Us uh, just sitting down talking. Yeah. Good, good guy. But most fighters are. Most mm-hmm. fighters are, right? It's, but anyways, we got a lot going on, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. Another thing, Rick, I know I've talked about it for a while now. You used to plug it all the time, and then I think you, you just kind of gave up on it, but the website is being built. Yeah. The website is under construction. I can I can officially say that it's under construction. And it's going to be cool because people are going to be able to go to the website and kind of check out our story, how we got started, all of the podcasts are archived there. And then at some point, there's even going to be a place where if people want to buy uh, merchandise, that's going to be available there. Reach out to us. More importantly, it just gives people... Uh, everyone an opportunity to really just get more information about what we're about in the podcast. Yeah, no, um, looking forward to that and, uh, you know, in the coming weeks. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's not about making all kinds of money from merch. I really don't care about that. It's just a matter of getting our message out there and having people listen to us. Like we said, we started this during the COVID, hoping to, you know, maybe put a smile on people's faces, maybe giving everybody an opportunity for a break, giving somebody real boxing news from real fight fans, right? Mm -hmm. We're those guys that, you know, you sit next to us, although I don't think there'll be anybody sitting next to us May 1st, the way they have all those seats allocated. They have it like, yeah, everybody has like their own little pod. Yeah, that's that's exactly uh, right. They they were selling them in uh, you can only you can buy them in pairs. So you can buy them in two and four. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we got them. Two hundred bucks. Oh wow. Two hundred bucks a seat. Yeah. Crazy, you know. But you know, there's not a bad seat in the house there. No, it's a small uh, used for tennis mostly. And yeah. Then, uh, it's, you know. Yeah, it was kind of interesting too because. Um, I don't know if they just weren't selling them or they sold out that quick, but none of the ringside seats were available. Yeah. I, I think they released them. They, they didn't do them uh, pre-sale. I think yeah. they waited until oh, you think so? regular sale. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we're fine with what we got. Yeah. I mean, we got, you know, first row, like I mm-hmm. said. I'll, I'll, I'll release it. We'll release it before that podcast yeah. going into that week. And like I said, whoever comes and hits us up, mm-hmm. but you better know who our favorite fighters are. Yeah. You can't just know. say, hey, it's yeah. Rick and Al. It's, you know, Pacific Coast. Yeah. You better know who our favorite fighters yeah. are. And if you do. I'm pretty sure they're going to hit you with Adrian Broner. <laughs> we can make it tougher. You know, yeah. we could say, you know, what was the lock of the week that Rick missed? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. Because you I, did I miss one. fighter, yeah. You know. <laughs> Someone might bring that up. I know, and that would be a real fan. That may that be a bonus. But, hey, you come up and you tell us who our favorite fighters are, and we already said it in the first segment of this show, you will get a nice hoodie with our trademark logo, Rick. By the way, the the, the, the logo has been trademarked uh-huh. by the United States um, government that um, approves trademarks. Oh, wow. So the logo's ours. Yeah. Like, nobody can. We see somebody else with that logo, like, there's issues. Yeah, well, I think that you know, there could be some fake, you know, yeah. Merchandise floating around at yeah. the, at the uh, that's right. Formerly the StubHub Center. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're gonna be the guy selling them. Somebody yeah. selling them outside for five bucks. Yeah, we saw the ring. We have the real stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna be selling it. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm gonna be giving it away. 
you come and find us, right? You're going to get a T-shirt or, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, all right, Rick. So there was a couple fights this weekend. Not not the not the, not the most action packed week. Okay, yeah. certainly not. You know, coming off the week before where we had. Um, you know, the Canelo fight, and then we had, the, you know, Strata Chocolatito, Virgil Ortiz, right? Virgil Ortiz was the last fight. That was a really big fight. Yeah. A little bit slower, nonetheless some action. So what, what do we got? Uh, the uh, Amanda Serrano uh, knockout in the ninth round of uh, Daniela Bermudez. Yeah. You know, um, you mentioned the Oscar De La Hoya, Bernard Hopkins body shot. Yeah. This one was very reminiscent of that. Yeah. Uh, nice body shot. And, um, you know, she took three steps back and, and, and went down to her knees and she couldn't get back up. Yeah, you know, when you watch her, right, and, and again, um, you know, her opponent was supposedly, right, according to their list, she was like the number nine, mm-hmm. right, uh, pound for pound. Yeah. And if that's the number nine, Rick, you know, then how great is Amanda Serrano? Yeah, you know, it, right? um, you know she looked really impressive. You know, I was, uh, I'd love to see her in there against uh, Katie Taylor. That's a fight that's been rumored for... A few years now, and I think it's time to get it done. That's kind of my point, right? Yeah. That, that's that's exactly my point. Is it's um yeah they they tried to get it done before, right? Mm-hmm. The Ring magazine has Katie Taylor as their number one pound for pound, by the way. Yeah. So the Ring has Katie Taylor one. They actually have Daniela uh, Bermudez at number eight. Oh wow. Ma- Amanda Serrano at number five. So it was interesting that a fight of that. Can you imagine two of you know two of the male fighters right in the pound for pound? meeting right they wouldn't have met on a thursday i can tell you that much it would have been some kind of a pay-per-view yeah if you look at the list canelo won let's see terrence crawford imagine those two guys locking horns Mm -hmm. um or terrence or uh or earl spence and terrence crawford right yeah so either way right either way there's no way that fight takes place on a on a thursday and yet here we have right two of the top ten women's fighters, and and here they are right fighting on a Thursday. Clearly, she was overmatched, and I think that's time to your point. I think she's got to fight Katie Taylor. Yeah, that's probably the closest and the best fight. And this is when, by the way, from the women's boxing world in that space, they're not helping each other, Rick, by not making these fights. Yeah, no, the best have to you know if they, like it's it goes beyond even them. You know, in their in their legacy, it's it's building, yeah, the, uh, women's boxing for yeah. for the fighters that are going to come, you know, down the road. That's exactly right. Got to have that fight. No, that's a hundred percent right. Katie Taylor's, uh, you know, seventeen and zero. She's at one hundred and thirty five pounds. Um, Amanda Serrano's at one hundred and twenty six. Mm-hmm. They got to do it. It was. Pre- I thought it was pretty good too, and I thought she did pretty well. I don't know if that was her debut, but Sinisa Strada actually was pretty good as the color commentator. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Um, very entertaining, you yeah. Know, very knowledgeable, yeah. Um, you know, it was great to hear her. You know, um, breaking down the fight. I thought she did a good job, yeah. like she said. You know, she seems like she didn't even have you know to catch her breath from her mm-hmm. from her big win, and then to you know, I think she said she was home for a day, yeah. Which of course for us Southern California, and then she flies you know over to Puerto Rico, yeah. um, and so yeah, I thought I thought she did really well. Um, I know you were you were really curious um, in that fight. Um, very, uh, very similar to baseball with the trainer being kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was interesting. Uh, <laughs> I think it was in the maybe fourth or fifth round, but, um, they speculated that, uh, he must've said something to the referee Yeah, and, uh, he was thrown out of the corner. Here's the thing, right? Like how many times have you seen that happen? I've, I've never seen it happen. Me neither. Yeah. You've never seen somebody <laughs> say, you're out of here, right? Yeah. And then he wasn't really leaving like the arena or something, right? Yeah, no, he was, he he was in the just, vicinity. He was kind of like, uh, if, if they had five rows, he was in the sixth row yelling yeah, so, instructions. So what's the point, right? Yeah. What's the point? It reminds me, you know, when a baseball manager leaves, right? Mm-hmm. They're not there, but we know they're still calling the shots, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, he he didn't even get the... Uh, <laughs> You know the fake nose and mustache right. with the glasses, right. like uh, Bobby right. Valentine. They That's didn't right. Do that. That's right. Billy Billy Martin did that as well, yeah. by the way. Yeah, back in the days. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, I thought that was curious. Like, what as as brutal and violent as the sport is, mm-hmm. and as much um, heat of the moment type things yeah. get yelled at. You can only imagine. What did he do? What did he say that was over the top? Yeah, the, you can only imagine the things he got that the hook. These uh, these refs. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how did he get the hook? Yeah. You know, <laughs> across that line, <laughs> across you know. the line. Nobody man. knows what that line was, but he crossed. It. I, I I would like to know, you know, because yeah. yeah, the referee was interesting too, you know. But hey, um, 
the ring's gotten better, by the way, in that whole deal. Remember yes. the first time they did this in Puerto Rico, um, it was the it was the Adams and the Russian kid, uh-huh. and they could barely stand. Yeah. They're slipping all over the place. It looked like they got duct tape to make the logo of those two fists. <laughs> it was the was the worst setup ever. I don't know yeah. who's in charge of the logistics. That appears to have been addressed now, yeah. so it looks like it's better. And so, yeah, man, we we got. I'm telling you, we got a two women top ten, uh-huh. and we got it on a Thursday night. Yeah. If, I mean, you know, if that's not bad. And then we got the two, um, you know, the twin brothers, Mexican brothers. One of them won. One of them got knocked out by the Puerto Rican. Yeah. I like the fact. Makes sense. If you're going to have the fights in Puerto Rico, you may as well kind of yeah. showcase the Puerto Rican fighters. Yeah. And they're kind of showcasing, you know, the Mexicans versus Puerto Ricans. I think that's fine. Yeah. And there's been some pretty entertaining fights. No, yeah. yeah um, I love the series. And, uh, you know, there's they're going to have more. Yeah, no, I can't wait. Are they are they fighting? There's no fights this Thursday though, right? No, no. Um, I th- I think uh, I'll have to look up to see when they're gonna do it uh, more. Yeah, I like it. All right, Rick. What else we got? There's another fight um, this weekend. Yeah, right? we had the uh, Pavetkin and uh, Dillian White. Yeah. Uh, fight. You know, uh, Pavetkin knocked out in the uh, fourth round. Yeah. Um, just didn't look good from the fr- from the get go. Yeah, I mean, Pavetkin already is. You know, I would describe him as one of these. Big, slow, plotting mm-hmm. heavyweights, right? Yeah. Um, somehow he's able to land. I think it was a left uppercut that knocked Dillian White out the first time. I don't know if he can get any slower, Rick, right? Yeah, no. It was in that, in that first round. He was slow. He took a, I believe it was right to the to the temple. And, yeah. uh, you know, he never recovered from that. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, beautiful sportsmanship. Dillian White, right after the fight, bringing him the stool. And apparently, you know, they, they, they've they got, you know, there's friendship, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. how it should be. Yeah. But I'm sorry, right? They're talking about, you know, do they need to fight a third time? Why? Yeah. Why no. exactly do they need to fight a third time, right? I mean, they were going to keep doing this until Dillian White won. And, you know, is Dillian White ready for um, for a championship fight in the heavyweight division? Sure he is. Why not? He's yeah. saying, I mean, Dom- if Dominique Brazil and fighters like that, although Dominique Brazil is from Glendale, mm-hmm. California, tough city. Yeah. That's where I grew up, Rick. But um, certainly he deserves a championship. Why not? Right? Yeah. You know, um, I think there was talk of him and Wilder, you know, because yeah. that was uh, that WBC belt was, uh, you know, the one Wilder held for, for a long time. And, uh, yeah. You know, it'll be an interesting fight. You know, let, let's see where he's really at. If he can, you know, if he could beat a Wilder, then then he's in the mix. Yeah, well, I mean, the so the WBC has him ranked at number six. Yeah. Um, nobody else has him ranked, um, period. Mm-hmm. Right, that's that's no shocker, right? Yeah. And I see some names, right? In the WBC, you got Joe Joyce above there, Louis Ortiz, Alexander Usek. So, I mean, there's possibilities there, yeah. right? A Louis Ortiz would be a good one. I'd that like that would be an yeah. excellent one, right? That's still a guy that Wilder's really been the only fighter that's really been able to dominate him, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you know, that's kind of the boogeyman. That's what I think Dillian White needs to do. Like, you're not going to get to Wilder or um, jo- obviously Joshua or Fury right now. Yeah, maybe Wilder, right? Maybe Wilder is an outside shot, right? Yeah. But if you're not going to get to Wilder, there's other opportunities there. Mm-hmm. Even you know, fight the winner of Ariola Ruiz. Yeah. That, you know, there's there's plenty of uh, you know heavyweights to get yourself to in in line where you're the next heavyweight that they have to fight. Right. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. There's plenty of guys there before you know he's ready for that championship. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, Rick. Any other fights to noteworthy for the weekend, or was that it? Um. There was a the Campbell Hatton, uh, Ricky yeah. Hatton's son. Yeah. He won his de- uh, pro debut when it got nice. a unanimous decision in 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 four rounds. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I did want to say about this telecast is it started at 11 a.m. Yeah. You know, our our time, Pacific Coast time. Yeah. And the main event didn't go on until about 5. I think I texted you and said, hey, they're oh, walking out. no kidding. Out. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. There were six hours of boxing. Yeah. You know, just to get to the main event. That's crazy. And I was like. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I was switching back and forth. There's yeah. no way I can. Six hours right in front of the TV. Yeah, and, no one's going to watch it. Yeah, like, nobody's going like to watch that. that. It, was, it, it was just overkill. That's the problem with the fights that happen overseas like that, mm-hmm. with the time difference. It's why, by the way, but nowadays you can't do it. They used to delay that, right? Yeah. They used to delay, and then they'd show them at 8 o'clock, but then what's the point? You are, now you already know the outcome. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. You, like back then, you wouldn't you wouldn't have you know yeah access to the results. You just have to yeah. kind of wait. Believe it or not, yeah. Even uh, even with basketball in the NBA, yeah, in the early '80s, like when the Lakers were playing the uh, the 76ers, uh-huh. yeah, we didn't watch the live telecast. <laughs> yeah, we'd get the delay. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it, it's nuts. And then little yeah. by little, you would you know the radio started updating, mm-hmm. and then the the guy in the radio would say you know lower the volume if you don't want to know if the Lakers won tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, in, in your phone now, lets you know at the end of every quarter. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. Score, you got no. You know? There's no. There's no way to hide it. But yeah. that would be the only way. But yeah, that's yeah. That that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. You know, so that was pretty much for this past weekend. Um, this weekend, um, we've got uh, Tim Zhu versus yeah. Dennis Hogan, mm-hmm. and that's on the thirty first. So that's a, a Wednesday fight. Yeah. Um, not on TV. We'll have to you know catch the replay somewhere. Yeah. Um, but you know, on Saturday, you know, some good fights: Akhmadiyev versus Iwasa. Yeah. Um, the, the, the here's the thing on that fight is the telecast starts at seven a.m. Oh no, kidding! Saturday morning. Where is that fight at then? Uh, Uzbekistan. That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you know, who knows? That main event could be around eleven noon, somewhere in there. Who's carrying that fight? Uh, DAZN. Oh, okay. And then uh, the Jamar Herring. And Carl- by the way, just oh. before we get to that, I mean, so. Unfortunately, right? So Merjan Akhmadiala, yeah. that's the one, you know, 122-pounder. That's the one that really should be giving Danny Roman His the rematch. The rematch. Yeah. Didn't happen. Danny Roman gracefully, right, gave this guy the opportunity. After mm-hmm. Merjan or Akhmadiala, I think he's got like 12 or 13 fights of memory yeah. serves, right? And, you know, now they screwed up. They didn't have the, you know, the, the mandatory, uh, the, the rematch clause on, was not not in effect, right? Yeah. Um, the guy's fighting isn't even on the map, right? No. No, I'm looking for him in the in the any of the rankings. Right, can't find him. And and the the 122 pound division is loaded. Yeah, I know we're going to talk later about the 115 pound kind of mini tournament. No yeah. pun intended. That they're starting. You could do the same thing at 122 pounds. You got Luis Neri. You got Akhmadiyev. You got Brandon Figueroa. You got mm-hmm. Stephen Fulton. Right, and of course you got Danny Roman. Yeah. You got four or five. Quality fighters mm-hmm. that would make ex- excellent fights, yeah. but yet Akhmadiyalov is fighting this no name, mm-hmm. and it's really frustrating. Yeah, that he's fu- that he's gone that route. Akhmadiyalov, by the way, holds the WBA and the IBF mm-hmm. um, super bantamweight, junior featherweight. Call it 122 pounds. So frustrating, and like, seemingly holding it ransom because I think this is his first fight since that Danny Roman. It is. Fight. It is. Yeah, and since then, Danny Roman has fought a couple times yeah. and some tough competitive fights. Uh-huh. By the way, yeah, no, no, pretty disappointing that uh, you know he still hasn't gotten his rematch, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe, maybe by the end of the year. Yeah. You might get it, but you know who knows. You even have Irish Michael Conlon is yeah. uh, is in the 122 pound division, man. So there's so many, so many fights that could be made there. Mm-hmm. Frustrating. Yeah. Um, also this weekend, uh, probably the biggest fight of the weekend, the Jamal Herring, Carl Frampton. Yeah. Um, this will be on ESPN Plus uh, from Dubai. Yeah, this is an interesting fight because um, this is. Carl Frampton, I'm going to say, you know, I think it's his debut at 130 mm-hmm. pounds, right? Yeah. Um, he's He was coming off the loss to Josh Warrington, mm-hmm. right, who was thrashed by, uh, of course, by Lara. Yeah. Right? And so, um, and of course, right, they're pitting Frampton against probably the most beatable of the 130 uh, pounders, which is Jamal Herring. Yeah. Because don't forget, right? You've got Oscar Valdez, who just beat Miguel Burchell. Gervonta Davis. And you got, yeah, Gervonta Davis. You got Chris Colbert around mm-hmm. there. But of the champions, yeah, I don't think he beats those guys. So this is like a good opponent for him. Yeah. The odds, if you're wondering, are about 50 50, Rick. Yeah. So they're saying it's a coin toss. Frampton is saying, you know, he's surprised that he is uh, he's even slightly favored. So am I, but I'm not because Jamal Herring, you know, is not a great fighter at 130. He's a good fighter, good story. Um, I think it's going to be a competitive fight. Of course, ESPN is already going overboard. If you listen to Tim Bradley and Andre Ward saying this is already going to be a candidate, you know, for a sure thing for fight of the year. Thinking, did they not watch the Chocolatito Estrada fight? Yeah. Right. Maybe not. They don't probably don't have a subscription to his own. Yeah, give me a break. Like, it's going to be hard to top that fight as being the fight yeah. of the year. 
anyways, I'm looking forward to it. Right, it should be a well. The, the odds makers say it's, yeah. it's you know it's it's fifty uh, fifty fifty. So it should be a competitive fight. Yeah, you know it. Um, there's some definitely advantages for Herring. I think he's he's five ten. Frampton's yeah. five five. Yeah. So there's you know there's there's a huge uh, height and you're assuming reach advantage as well. Yeah. And so you know it's interesting to see you know how he uh, Frampton's able to adapt you know moving up in weight. Yeah. And fighting a Jamal Herring. Yeah, he's he's coming up in weight. That's yeah. the thing. His first real opportunity of coming up in weight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. And by the way, the IBF doesn't have a 130 pound champion right now. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one that Jojo Diaz lost, <laughs> right? Jojo yeah. Diaz lost, so they they have uh, Shavgat Rakhmov, Rakhmov. and then at, they moved Jojo Diaz down to six. Yeah, they moved down to number six. I tell you, the guy that you know they got you got Gabriel Gabriel Flores, right? Mm-hmm. That's the kid from up north. Like, there's somebody who would be interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Am I excited? Am I? I mean, is that like a you know a super fight? No, it's not a super fight. Yeah. But it's a competitive fight. Again, Frampton, I would say, is on the other side, Rick, of what I would consider was is his heyday. Yeah. Okay. But still a solid fighter. Got beat convincingly by Josh Warrington. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling for the American. No, yeah, definitely. Um, he's the uh, um, the Marine. Yeah. The ex-Marine. Yeah. Well, here, here's here's what's what's the real question. Is this going to be your lock of the week? You know, uh, a 50 50 fight by the odds makers. Yeah. You know, are you willing to go out on a limb, Rick, and pick one of these two guys? You know, uh, I, I you don't have you, to do I it now, predi- Rick. Yeah, I can you give you a prediction, now, but, but that's probably not my lock of the week. Okay. All right. Um, well, you know, I, I can release my lock of yeah. the week right now. Um, I'd probably go with Akhmadayev. Oh, gosh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know got to take the sure thing. You know, you've got, uh, yeah. you know, I know you remember Rocky Three, Rick. Yeah. When you know when Rocky wasn't too happy uh-huh. about all the tomato cans that <laughs> Mick was setting him up against. You remember that? Was it Rocky Three? Yeah. yeah, it was Rocky Three, wasn't it? Uh-huh. When he wasn't happy about that, yeah. right? He was living no, the life of luxury. Yeah. You know? No, this, this, we're going to start the question if you're handpicking. Yeah. They was handpicked. <laughs> you know no, the uh, Jamal Herring fight and Carl Frampton. <laughs> it's. It definitely looks like a fifty-fifty fight. You know, you've got, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Herring, who's 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 older than Frampton. Yeah, um, you know, could be on his way out. Yeah, um, but he he does have that huge reach advantage. So. Yeah, I'm gonna take Rick Jamel Herring. Yeah, that would be my lock. I believe Jamal Herring wins by um, by decision. Mm-hmm. Right? Could even be a split decision, but I believe Jamal Herring wins that fight. Yeah. Te- no. n- not only technically superior, but exactly mm-hmm. what you just said, physically bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, now if they were both fighting, if they both been at 130 pounds or 126 mm-hmm. is a different story. Um, Carl Frampton is no spring chicken either, man. Yeah. No, you know? in, in, uh, not in the prime of his career at all. And I, and I think I agree with you with this one. I, I, I think, uh, herring by uh, decision. Um, but if, if it's a close fight, yeah. Frampton, you know, the money goes with Frampton. You know he'll get the uh, decision if it's a close fight. Yeah. If we're watching it and and oh man, this could go either way. It's yeah, gonna go. Frampton. It's gonna go to Frampton. You yeah. think so? But uh, if it's, uh, I don't see why though because yeah. you. Think I think you, Herring is gonna win. Yeah. 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 You're just not making your luck of the week. Yeah. Not making. Not the that luck of much. The week. You're yeah. not that sure he's gonna no. win. Yeah. All right, Rick. Um, I think that does it for this week's yeah. fights. Or oh, I'm sorry, we got what else we got? No, no, that, that that's it uh, for for the fights this week. Uh, we got the news. Uh, All right, in the next segment. Yep. All right, we'll be right back then. You got wow, we got we got the schedule and we got your lock of the week yeah, early, early this week. Wow. Yeah. All right, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Um, I'll tell you, Rick, you know, um, you know, just going back a little bit to the Carl Frampton, uh, you know, fight. The reason why I'm telling you that I think it's going to be Jamal Herring, his best days were at 126. Uh-huh. Um, he was actually, I think that year, I think it was the Ring Magazine, he was the fighter of the year um, when he beat, I think he beat Leo Santa Cruz, and he beat Scott Quigg in 2016, yeah. and he was the fighter of the year. 2017, Leo Santa Cruz came back, boxed beautifully, and uh, and beat him. Um, and then after that, right, yeah, he beat Nonito Donaire, but Nonito Donaire has no business fighting at 126 mm-hmm. pounds, you know? 
Um, but then he gets beat convincingly by Josh Warrington. But I don't see it happening. But I like and respect uh, Carl Frampton. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's tough and he's a good sportsman, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, see, I'm different from you. I like and appreciate the fighters from the UK, Rick. Oh, no, no, no. I, I do so. like and appreciate them. You know, just uh, I, all I said was a few of their chins are suspect. Yeah. You know, it, you know you've got yeah. uh, Amir Khan, Lennox Lewis, you know, yeah. um, Ricky Hatton, you know, oh. just kind of name a few. Kind of a broad stroke, though, you yeah. know. But, and, and I say that because we have, you know, when I look at the podcast statistics, mm-hmm. we have like a base of fans from the UK that listens to the show pretty yeah. regularly. Uh-huh. So for you guys across the pond that's listening, I appreciate you guys listening. Send us an email, and I will send you guys a hoodie sweatshirt, right? Compliments yeah. of Pacific Coast Boxing. Send it to counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com. Send me your name, address, and I'll send you a sweatshirt on us, oh, wow. whoever you guys are yeah. in the UK. And that's for Rick um, disrespecting you guys about not having a chin. <laughs> so there you go, Rick. You got him a sweatshirt. Yeah. At least, at least you did that, man. Yeah, no. Yeah. So there, so there you go, man. All right, on to um, boxing news. What do we got, Rick? Okay, uh, we'll start with uh, the Golden Boy coming out of retirement. He's a, he's announced that uh, his first fight will be uh, July third. Uh, it will be on Triller. It's reportedly going to be at AT and T Stadium in Dallas. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a multi-fight deal with uh, Triller. Yeah. Um. Right now, you know, he wants, he's been calling out, you know, he wants Floyd Mayweather. Um, also, there's rumors that it'll be a huge MMA star. Uh, Anthony Pettis um, reportedly said he's interested, uh, but he was turned down, uh, reportedly. Uh, Dana White says, you know, this shit is getting silly. Yeah. Uh, about the De La Hoya comeback, and he rules out that any yeah. UFC, current UFC star yeah. is going to be in this fight. Yeah. Um, hmm. So it'll be interesting to see who who they're able to get. Um, yeah. You know, is it going to be a former boxer? You know, who are they going to get? The other interesting part about this is, you know, De La Hoya, you know, Golden Boy is with DAZN. Yeah. So he's kind of separated himself away from DAZN and it'll be on Triller instead yeah. of, um, you know, DAZN. Yeah. Um, Part of that is there's been issues. He's been sending out, uh, you know, tweets uh, calling out DAZN for not giving him his, his fighters uh, their boxing dates and for nobody being at the uh, Virgil Ortiz uh, fight. Yeah, you wonder how much of that he's just doing that for a cover for himself, right? Mm-hmm. So that he doesn't lose another fighter, by the way. The, yeah. way the way that he lost Canelo, right? They're kind of just saying, hey, guys, it's not me, right? It's this dang, you know, DAZN, right? They're not able to give – they're not giving us the dates and whatever – um, but let's back up. So apparently it's happening. Yeah. Right. As much as we talked about, you know, whether it's a good idea or not, it's kind of re- irrelevant, Rick. He's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, why is he doing it? Only he knows. Right. Yeah. So it can't be for the money, although there's always that. Right. He knows that today the purses that are that they're making, right, the lucrative, it's just nothing compared to what he used to make. But yeah. here's the thing, right? The guy said, by all accounts, he's not somebody who's lost all his fortunes. He runs his own promotional company. Uh-huh. He's doing really good financially. Um, but, hey, you're a businessman. If you can make more money, why not? Yeah. Um, also, he's a fighter, right? He's 47 years old. So, you know, obviously the competitive juices are still there. Yeah. And you know what? Like I said before, if he still wants to fight and there's, you know, again, you know, uh, companies like Triller that want to put it on, Go for it, right? Yeah. But if anybody thinks that you know that he's a legitimate contender, and that he can actually make you know yeah. like make a dent, like where's he going to fight at? Has he set his weight? Be um, one sixty eight. Yeah, I, I think it's one sixty. One sixty. Come back at one sixty. Yeah, and that you know, and that's not easy, by the way. No. This guy's forty seven. He's you know he's like five ten, right? Uh-huh. And you know we talked about it, right? The only middleweight, and we said this several episodes ago, that I would actually really pay to go watch and I think it would be interesting is Triple G. Yeah. I think that's the one fight mm-hmm. that I'm not going to say he'd be favored, but I think he has a shot. At, yeah. at, at least, right? At least there's like, well, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's got a shot. I think, I think, uh, but I'd like to see it. 
Anyway. Th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, if you look at the other guys, you know, Demetrius Andre, that's uh-huh. not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Too tall, too slick, too fast. Mm-hmm. Even uh, Ryota Murata, um, yeah. the WBA champion, right? That That's not even going to happen. The guy that, uh, that uh, Murata beat, the guy that we, um, we met from Minnesota, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Rob Brandt. Rob Brandt, yeah, good guy, good mm-hmm. guy that spent the time with us, right? Yeah. Um, that's not even going to happen, either of those guys, right? So, and I think obviously, you know, Jamal Charlo, Canelo, forget about it. Yeah, it's a, it's forget about it. Yeah, that. that that's not going to happen. But if there's one guy, mm-hmm. right, that's kind of no doubt about fading, we saw that. We saw that with Triple G's last fight against Derevchenko. Yeah, it's that guy. So yeah. maybe De La Hoya has a couple of, you know. A, a couple of just fights, just, you know, stay busy type fights, mm-hmm. right? Kind of shake off the ring rust, and then you and set then up a huge, yeah. you set up a huge fight with Triple G. Yeah, you know, it could be part of the plans. You know, it, uh, you know, I'm interested with this multi-fight deal, you know, who's going to be fighting. Uh, instantly, I started thinking McGregor, but uh, yeah. it's already reported McGregor's going to have a third fight with the guy that just beat him. Oh, is last. he? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And, and that's what I'd like. I mean, I... I Obviously, I don't know these guys, but I'd like for Conor McGregor to stay in your lane. Yeah. Stay in the UFC lane, right? Boxing mm-hmm. is not for him. No. It's more of a sideshow. We already saw what happened. but And the whole thing with the promotional company that you mentioned, yeah, that's just a whole other thing. Yeah. Right? For for De La Hoya, I don't know you know, what, what's a good analogy, but literally to be going outside uh-huh. of his current promotional company, right? Like that—that that speaks volumes about that relationship, Rick. Yeah, you know whether it's, um, you know, he believes that uh, Dazone, you know, cost him Canelo, or he feels that, uh, you know, once he lost Canelo, that Dazone should have had his back and not, yeah, and not still brought Canelo back. That's true. You know, so who who knows what uh, he's thinking? But uh, there's definitely issues with Dazone. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it, and that's why I think he's, you know, he's providing a lot of cover. By putting the messages out on Twitter and whatnot mm-hmm. about, oh my gosh, I think that's just as much for to protect his fighters, yeah, so that his fighters don't start questioning his ability to make the fights because that's what was Canelo's biggest beef with him, right? Yeah, is he wasn't able to make the fights that he wanted, and yeah. then was there, you know, those you know, uh, wink wink deals mm-hmm. that Deloy had with the zone that where he promised certain opponents. For um for Canelo that just didn't that just didn't happen right yeah. the zone really wanted that Triple G Canelo a third fight mm-hmm. right Canelo didn't, didn't want it, it. Yeah. you know and, and and you know who knows man that's something Canelo or uh, De La Hoya had agreed to didn't deliver yeah we'll never know but well here we go you know here here here's another and you know you got by the way like we talked about you got Sergio Martinez ranked number five yeah by the WBA <laughs> after just one fight. Yeah, it'll. Uh, I mean that that would be a fight, but I'll tell you what. Fight, yeah. But I tell you what, I would take Martinez in that fight. Yeah, you know, it's, you know? it's been the more active fighter, you know. But right. I, but I got to know how how good the knee is because the knee yeah. was shot when he fought Cotto. Yeah, you know. The, yeah, it, Cotto, it, Cotto doesn't beat him. Cotto yeah. doesn't beat a healthy Martinez. Well, I, I, I wouldn't go yeah, that Cody. far, but um, <laughs> you know, he it probably takes a little bit longer. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. He fought. Yeah, yeah. basically a wounded animal. Yeah, yeah, a wounded animal going across the Serengeti, and there he came, you know, <laughs> and completely devoured him. Give me yeah. a break, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, also, um, you know, other fights starting to take shape. Uh, yeah. We're starting to get some dates. Uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, Josh Taylor, uh, May 22nd. It'll be in Vegas, either Mandalay Bay yeah. or the MGM Grand. Um, but it's but it's good that we're starting to see some live boxing in, in, in Vegas. Is that fight, has it not been inked for some time? It has, but but they've been moving the date around. Right, you that's know, what like, I'm saying. Like, what's know, going on? It, uh, keep I keep hearing we're going to get it. Yeah, I think they were trying to avoid, you know... Any kind of other dates that, uh, you know, that there were big fights on, so I think they were they were moving it around. Yeah. Um, also, you know, Haney Linares is going to be uh, May 29th. Yeah. And so they moved off of that 29th date. Yeah. Uh, the Haney Linares will be at uh, Mandalay Bay, and you'll be interested in the new name. It's the Michelob Ultra Arena. <laughs> there you go. Um, the beer of choice, man. Yeah, that one will the be. Beer of choice. Um, it'll be on the zone, and, and they're doing uh, 50% yeah. uh, capacity. Uh, okay. So they'll have 6,000 people there. 
Okay, and for the record, by the way, Michelob Ultra is a good beer. Yeah. I know you're into all of your special beers, uh-huh. and, and we actually gave those guys a hard time uh, when we were at the forum, at the right? forum, yeah. Who was that fight at the forum? Uh, it was um, Burchelt uh, Mira. Oh, that's right. Damn, yeah. what a fight that was. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That fight. That's right. A couple guys, that's what we miss about the, the days of watching live fights. Uh-huh. They show up with the nice chest of Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultras, and then, you know, we're making fun of them, and they're yeah. like, oh, you don't know what you're missing. That's right. Yeah. I'm just telling you, Rick, it's, it's not a bad adult beverage for those of you that indulge yeah. in those kind of drinks. Uh, Ryan Garcia, uh, Javier Fortuna. Yes. Uh, it's going to be going to purse bid April 16th. Uh, yeah. The WBC ordered this fight. Yeah. Um, it looks like the WBC wants the winner of this fight to fight uh, the winner of uh, Haney Linares. Yeah, which is interesting, right? This is when you get into your whole, you know, nonsense, what the way it works. Because first, right— the winner of Luke Campbell mm-hmm. and Garcia fight was supposed to be in line, right, as the interim, yeah. and was going to be next in line to fight Devin Haney. That didn't work out. So now they're saying, okay, never mind. You two fight, right? Yeah. And the winner of that fight now gets to fight Devin Haney, which is fine, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're you know, we would see technically, you know, two competitive fights. Um, does that happen? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, because you got De La Hoya talking about taking Garcia out on this world tour. Uh-huh. So is that too much of a risk to fight Javier Fortuna? For, he's 36 and 2, 31 mm-hmm. years old. You know, no spring chicken, Rick. Yeah. Dominican Republic, you know? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about the uh, Fortuna fight. I think he gets he gets past that. But, yeah. uh, you know, to say that uh, Ryan Garcia is going to fight Devin Haney yeah. next after yeah. that. You know, uh, it would probably be a stretch. I think yeah. you got you would have two undefeated fighters at that point. Yeah. And they'd probably be looking for, um, you know, fight a Teofimo. Yeah. Fight a, you know, and, and they would kind of avoid each other to fight uh, bigger bigger fish. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I said, his, his only loss is Fortuna. He lost to Jason Sosa mm-hmm. and he lost to Robert Easter Jr. Yeah. You know, in a 12-round decision. And he's got a couple of wins. I mean, man, eh, I'm not going to say that. He yeah. doesn't have anybody impressive that I can see. Either way, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's the path he takes. Yeah. That's just the WBC saying, here you go, right? They're trying to throw him a bone to say, do this, and then we'll give you a shot at the title. Um, we'll see. Yeah. They should. They should, but no, um, no, no, no guarantees. What else, Rick? Uh, we've got the uh, Lomachenko uh, Nakatani fight is in the works. It's yeah. either going to be June twenty sixth or July tenth. Yeah, you know, so it'd be another interesting fight. You know, um, Lomachenko coming off uh, a big uh, layoff, and then uh, Nakatani with the with that knockout over Verdejo. Yeah, over uh, you know over an overrated Verdejo. Yeah. right. I think that's fair to say now. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't offend you. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah. No, I think Verdejo's uh, done and, uh, you know, Machado's done as well. Yeah, um, here's the thing, right? I think that Lomachenko and his people are taking the safe route out. Uh-huh. Okay, I think a fighter like Nakatani, yes, he's tough. He's the one that went the full, he went the distance with Teofimo Lopez, mm-hmm. right? And when he went the distance, everybody was questioning, boy, you know, maybe Teofimo Lopez is not what we thought he was. Yeah. Well, really what that fight showed is that Nakatani is a is a quality fighter. Yeah. That's what that showed, right? And then the way that he knocked out and, and beat, you know, Felix Verdejo solidified that. That being said, Rick, he's tailor-made for um, Lomachenko. Mm -hmm. He's straight up, right? Stands right in front of him. And Lomachenko's going to do his normal dance, outbox him for 12 rounds. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. He won't engage because this guy's tough. Yeah. He's not going to do that. No. No, yeah. I think it's a great opportunity for Nakatani. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it could could be, uh, you know, too much for Nakatani. Um, Also, we've got the... um, Estrada Chocolatito three will yeah. be next. Yeah. Um, the uh, they've ordered the uh, Soaring V side to fight Quadras, and then the winners would face off. Yeah, I love that. And by the way, we mentioned that yeah. two weeks ago. You remember that? Yeah. I know. I personally called that out. I mm-hmm. said, "Why not have Quadras fight Soaring V one more time? Yeah. Have those two guys fight, and that's exactly what's going to happen." And I love it. Yeah, you, you know, know they, that. I absolutely love it. They've had great <laughs> nothing but great fights. You know, fighting yep. each other. Yep. Um, you know, why not have, you know, I think more divisions need to do this. You take the four best fighters in the division. Yeah. And, and have a mini tournament. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're not. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, they they don't do that. But yeah. I, I I can't wait, man. I can't yeah. wait. And I again, um, Carlos Quadras, right? He's something you know. He's like the guy on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. but he's put up some great fights. Yeah. I mean, don't forget he had Estrada almost out in their yeah. last fight. To me, you know, fight of the year by far. Estrada comes back, beats Quadras, and then, of course, beats Chocolatito in a controversial decision, although we showed why the judging was really not controversial at all. But, yeah, that, that is is a a great decision. Um, Quadras and Sargai Rungvisi, or Wikisel Wanget, however you want, um, he lost in 2014, Rick, but it was Quadras was cut over the left eye Mm -hmm. from, um, from a clash of heads. And so basically, he won on points. That was it. Those yeah. guys haven't fought since then. Okay, so that that that's a that's a rematch that's worthy. And you know what? If Sargonvisi can get by him, then he deserves to fight the winner of Chocolatito and Estrada. Yeah, no, definitely. I I, I want to see it. Um, it'd be great um, if they had him on the same card. I was about to say that. Wouldn't and, that be cool? And, and, and I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking the forum. Yeah, exactly. You know, no, exactly. That's exactly. It's got to be in Southern California. It's got to be in Southern California. That's the weight division. Yeah, where where it happens. If it could be at the Olympic, that would be even better. Mm-hmm. We can't. It's a Korean church now. But yeah, it has to be at the forum. Yeah, I mean, you know what what you said, right, Rick? If you talk about like if 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 uh, and they're gonna do it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because it's not that they not don't have a choice, but it makes sense. Obviously, the promotional companies fit right. But you look at the lightweight division, okay? And imagine if those four guys would do it. Imagine if mm-hmm. Teofimo Lopez, Gervonta Davis, um, Ryan Garcia, and uh, Devin Haney. Yeah. If those four guys had a little mm-hmm. mini tournament, right? Yeah. No, it, it would be awesome. You know, you got the. The welterweights, you know, throw uh, Spence, you know, yeah. um, Terrence Crawford. Yeah. Um, you could even put, you know, Manny Pacquiao in there. And and, and, and whatever, and Sean Porter. And, and Sean Porter, you know, but just uh, yeah. get, get everybody to fight one another. Yeah, with an outside shot there, yeah. you can even do uh, Mikey Garcia yeah. and uh, and uh, Keith One-Time Thurman, yeah. fighter that you don't, you don't really think much of, but I do. Yeah. Right? Put those guys <laughs> against each other. It's true. Yeah. Um, super welterweight, same thing. You got Charlo, you got uh, Jared Hurd, you got Rosario, you got Tony Harrison, Brian yeah. Castano. Every division's got four or five top guys. Uh-huh. Maybe not the same kind of level that we have down at the 115, but nevertheless, they're there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Middleweight, um, same thing. Yeah. Although- Triple G, Andre, Charlo. Yeah, and and throw in a Murata, you yeah, know, and uh, or a Munguia, mm-hmm. and see who comes out of that. That's exactly right. Yeah. One sixty eight. Although you know Canelo's kind of dominating now, but still, mm-hmm. you could do a Canelo, a David Benavides, a Caleb Plant, a Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. What Canelo's doing is he's just going through all of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. So and that's another way of doing it, by the way. Right. Like that's fine if you're not mm-hmm. going to hold a tournament. At least have one guy who's willing to fight them who's all. Who's willing to fight them all? Yeah. Which is basically what Canelo's doing. Which is like, hey, we can respect that, right? Yeah. Same with that. We can go division by division. But good call on that. Glad yeah. it's happening. No, yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Terrence Crawford. Um, Bob Arum said that uh, he'll ha- he'll have a big announcement, major fight announced this week. So um, you know, look, looking forward to that. You know, speculations. You know, maybe a Sean Porter. Yeah, uh, don't think it'll be a Virgil Ortiz, but you know that's no. an outside possibility. But yeah, um, it uh, it'll be pay per view as well. Yeah. Um, so if you think about it, right? When you think about yeah, who are the big names? Who are the names that have been discussed? Right? Sean mm-hmm. Porter's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. They lowballed him initially with I think a million or something. Yeah. Right? They immediately added another cool million on top of that. That was quickly declined, rightfully so, because yeah. Kel Brook got like three million. And, and it's a faded Kell Brook. So how are you going to disrespect my guy, you know, Sean Showtime Porter like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably a Sean Porter, okay? Um, you know, uh, we have not heard anything more about Mikey Garcia and Manny Pacquiao, Yeah. right? It just kind of, you know, uh, kind of died. I, who knows if it's a Manny Pacquiao, but yeah, we, we haven't I heard. I don't think it's going to be a Manny yeah. Pacquiao. I, th- I think that would have linked, but here's just some other names, right? Mm-hmm. Keith one-time Thurman, mm-hmm. a Mikey Garcia. Yeah. 
No, yeah. I, now I, I know like to see those. Mikey Garcia, I know, doesn't have a good history, a good relationship yeah. with Aram, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, I just hope we're not, uh, you know, disappointed in Josecito Lopez or, you yeah. know, something, you know, it, it, hopefully it's pay-per-view worthy. You know, yeah. don't, don't give us a yeah. another Kell Brook, you know, and then, you yeah, know, I try agree. to paint it as a pay-per-view. I tell you the other guy that I really liked there, and he had that, like, odd fight the last time, is uh, Jaron Boots Enos. Yeah, yeah, pro- probably. Uh, that too, guy's legit, man. Too young of a prospect, and, and he's with PBC, so maybe unfortunately, he probably wouldn't get that fight. Yet. Yeah, unfortunately, but that guy's the real deal, yeah. man. That guy, by the way, is going to be kind of like the boogeyman mm-hmm. of the welterweight division, and I think that you know PBC, of course, with Heyman, they're going to be very selective, Yeah. but I, there's there's welterweights that he can beat. Yeah. That's the one I was doing when we were talking about Virgil Ortiz. Yeah. Man, I would be very careful with that guy. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. That guy's dangerous. Love that guy. Um, and then we've got uh, Shakur Stevenson. Uh, his next fight is uh, going to be against Jeremiah Nakathila. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, in the uh, WBO rankings, that's number one versus number two. Yeah. Uh, winner would probably fight the uh, winner of the Jamal Herring uh, Frampton fight. Good. Um, and then that's supposed to be the weekend of the uh, Puerto Rican uh, Day Parade. That, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. That's Shakur big. Stevenson is. Uh, his father uh, was Puerto Rican. Yeah, um, is that what he's claiming? I, I, well, I said was, but yeah, you know, late father. So yeah, um, you know, so it'll be yeah, you know, he maybe he'll take over that uh, that weekend. You know, there's yeah. not a ton of great Puerto Rican, uh, you know, top fighters right now. Hard to believe that the Puerto Rican people yeah. would support and and you know that that would resonate with the Puerto Rican yeah. people, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> These reporters are people that they couldn't even get behind, you know, poor Macho Camacho. Poor Macho Camacho. Yeah, because yeah. he was more of a New Yorkian, uh-huh. you know. And so hard to believe, man, that somehow, you know, they'd get behind you. That's a stretch, man. Yeah. No, you know? It, it, uh, yeah. I know somebody else that claimed Puerto Rican and they got their ancestry results and it, and it wasn't very, you know, very strong yeah. Puerto Rican. Yeah. But... Give me a break, but yeah. that's fine. If he wants to push that angle and if uh-huh. the people want to support it, I'm all for it, Rick. So, yeah. But give me a break, you know? <laughs> His dad was full Puerto Rican? Um, He's, he's confirmed on Twitter uh, June 20, 24th of yeah. uh, 2020 there you go. that his biological dad uh, was from Puerto Rico. Interesting. He's from Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Then uh, we'll end the boxing <laughs> news with... Uh, the legal troubles of Javante Davis. Oh yes. Um, he's yes. got 14 counts. Yeah. Uh hit and run. He ran his Lamborghini into uh yeah. a family of four. Yeah. Uh luckily um there were minor injuries for for that family. Yeah, thank uh, God. He he could get up to uh you know 7 years and 55 days. Yeah. Um and this happened in uh, 2020. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, and this is where, right? Not sure Again, what happened and what the circumstances were, but you know they say they had they even have cameras of the incident in yeah. the event, right? And by all accounts, now I know you know innocent till proven guilty, but it sure sounds like they've got enough information, uh-huh. right? Is this is when remember we talked about right? You get to a point of success, Rick, and then you're just you're hanging out with the wrong crowd, and you have the wrong people supporting you, right? Yeah. And this is one of those situations. There's no way a person of that caliber. And what he's a con- and by all accounts, by the way, Geronte Davis seems like a good kid. Yeah, right. You yeah, listen no. to the interviews. I mean, he's well spoken. He's well thought of. He's very respectful. Right. Again, good that nobody was hurt, but yeah, yeah maybe this is a wake up call. Yeah. No. You know, hit and hit and run is, is is not good. You know, there's there's a uh, yeah video of him removing stuff from the Lamborghini, putting it in a separate car, and then driving off. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like you're, you know. This guy's rolling, right? Yeah. He's got his whole future set up. There's no reason to be messing with any of just, that. BS, just had the man. biggest the, the biggest win of his career. Right. And right. you know, doing silly stuff. Was it after that fight or before the fight with Santa Cruz? It's because this happened in November of Oh, so uh, it was that yeah, because the fight was about Halloween. I think it was on Halloween night when he fought uh Santa oh, Cruz. Oh it was, yeah. So it happened after. So it was after, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. To- totally ridiculous. Yeah. Um, there was one more thing, Rick, before we get to oh, our okay. final segment. Um, the whole Terrence Crawford nonsense, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Calling out Canelo, that Canelo has avoided the black mm-hmm. fighters or something, right? Yeah. But yet you look at, you know, Canelo's dossier, 
right? And it's filled with nothing but quality opponents. And if you want to go there and call out black fighters, I mean, he's fought, uh, I don't know, Daniel Jacobs. Yeah. Would you consider that a pretty good black fighter? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, fought, I mean, him, fought him when nobody else wanted to fight him. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, um, what about Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather Jr.? Yeah. I think that guy's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he lost to him, actually. Uh, you know? Austin Trout. Austin, no doubt, Trout. You know, somebody that no one wanted to fight. Yeah. Um, decisions in 12 rounds. James Kirkland, yeah, okay. He kind of thrashed Kirkland in three rounds. Here's the point, okay? If there's a fighter out there today, Rick, that has no business calling out another fighter for ducking any kind of opponent, uh-huh. forget about the color of their skin, it's Terrence Crawford. It's Terrence Crawford. You know, you've got, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know, you just have to look at the resumes who yeah. they fought, and I look at Terrence Crawford. He's he's got he's thirty six and zero, or thirty seven and zero. Yeah, not one Hall of Famer on that list. Yeah, not one guy where you even you wouldn't even have a discussion. Yeah, I think the biggest name on on his on his resume. Yeah, Amir Khan. That's right. And, right, and, and he beat him after five or six other a people faded, had washed up. Him out. Same with Kel Brook. Right, he yeah. fights these guys. Kel Brook. Yeah, a ten years earlier, Kel Brook. Different fight, yeah. or you know what I mean. Same with Amir Khan. And he fought Amir Khan and was pawning that off as like a, a legitimate fight. Yeah. After Canelo had already beaten him. Right. You're right. Dev- in devastating fashion, yeah. by the way. Right. Devastating fashion. And then and- you've got just the list of Hall of Famers that uh, Canelo's fought. Right. Miguel Cotto. Yeah. Uh, Triple G. Mm-hmm. You know Daniel Jacobs is you know probably right there on that uh, yeah. border. Is he? Triple is he G. Not? Triple G twice. You right. Know, Kovalev. You know, probably yeah. right there on that uh, borderline of, yeah. you know, Hall of Famer or not. Champ and champions that have beaten, right? That mm-hmm. have earned that championship. You can say what you want about Callum Smith, but he was a champion. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Liam Smith, same thing. A uh, Shane Mosley. Yeah. Oh yeah. I you mean, and, and yeah, even the you know the the, the Josecito Lopez's. He, he's even fought the ones that are a little bit above gatekeeper uh-huh. and not yet world class. That's who he's beaten. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something else. It, it, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Rick, you got the stat of the week. Yeah. And I'm going to wrap up round number nine. Folks, we'll be right back. Pacific Ghost Boxing. All right, Pacific Ghost Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prada, we're back. Boy, what a round nine we've had, Rick. Yeah, no, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of fights getting made, you know, things are starting to open up, and, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting to be out here out at those fights. That's exactly right, man. And we can't end off a fight, especially mm-hmm. one of ours, without stat of the week. All right, so stat of the week, uh, you know, baseball's right around the corner. Oh, okay, uh, Opening yeah. day next week. Very nice. Um, we've got Pacific Coast Boxing. Um, my stat of the week has to do with Dodger Stadium. Oh wow! Look when, at that Look you at know you mixing when, baseball. When, when was the last time Dodger Stadium hosted a boxing match? Man, that's a good question. And I was trying to think. It's been a while, yeah. right? Okay, G- give me at least. See, it's been more than twenty years. Yeah, yeah, had to have been, huh? Uh-huh. Heavyweight fight? No, it was. Um, give me the division before fe- featherweights. Oh. Yeah, so it's, it's featherweight. It's so you're you're talking old school. You're yeah. talking like you know, a Danny Little Red Lopez or you know Bobby Chacon, one of those that that era. It was a uh, Sugar Ramos. Do you Sh- remember Sugar, Sugar Ramos? Ramos? Yeah, I do. Again, against who? Mondo was, Ramos is his first name, wasn't it? It was Sugar Ramos yeah. versus Davy Moore. No, no. Oh, versus Davy Moore. Yeah, not the. No, yeah, yeah. This is a different Davy Moore. Yeah, yeah no so, kidding. So, so this wow. was. March twenty first, nineteen sixty three. I was gonna say, yeah, it's early sixties. Interesting. So in in that wow. fight, yeah. um, the world heavy uh, world featherweight champion was uh, Davy Moore. Yeah. And after his title defense, um, uh, Sugar Ramos uh, beat him uh, beat him badly, and uh, Davy uh, Moore ended up uh, dying. Oh no, kidding! So that was the last time the Dodgers or Dodger Stadium hosted boxing. 
Oh, no kidding. 1963. Wow. It was uh, in the 10th round. He was knocked down. Yeah. And then uh, four days later, he uh, died from injuries uh, to his brainstem. So is there information about, you know, like the O'Malley's being really, you know, sensitive to that, and that's why they didn't host a fight anymore? Or? Um, I think there, in the, it said, what I read was in the aftermath, uh, boxing took a hit yeah. uh, with many, including the Pope, calling yeah. for its banishment as, as a sport. Yeah. So... Um, you know that was just the, that was the last time Dodger Stadium hosted one. Wow! Yeah, the Pope ought to ban other but things than yeah, that. Just to think, you know, yeah, um, <laughs> for, you know, almost sixty years. That's crazy. You know, almost sixty years yeah. since Dodger Stadium was hosted. I thought that you know when De La Hoya was in his heyday that uh-huh. he was looking to to uh, schedule a fight there. Y- you and, would think, and you know, he would have. By the way, yeah. if De La Hoya would have had a fight there, mm-hmm. he would have sold it out. And and it could be something where you know just um, you know. Maybe the bad publicity back then, it was yeah. just too much, and they just never had one. I think eventually they'll probably have another one. Yeah, because they used to. I think if you, if you look it up, mm-hmm. I think they used to have fights at, at the old Yankee Stadium and whatnot, yeah. you know, maybe even Fenway. But that's a good one, Rick. Love that stat of the week. I love round nine of Pacific Coast Boxing Fight 3, Rick. We got a big round 10 coming up. I know people have been waiting, but I think we finally got a uh, got a maybe have a special guest coming up. Okay, so that's going to be exciting. Um, we got a very competitive fight. ESPN says it's going to be the fight of the year. Uh, yeah, this weekend. I don't think it's going to top the Chocolatito uh-huh. and Estrada fight, but it should be pretty competitive. Yeah. Right, we got our tickets to May first, Rick. May first, row A. Somebody hopefully gets a a, a new hoodie. That's mm-hmm. it for this week, Rick. All right, hey, looking forward to it. Uh, see you next week. Protect yourself at all times, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing, we're out.